Psalm 136, verses 1 to 26. So this is kind of written as like a responsive psalm. So I was wondering if you guys are open to it, you could read the second half of each verse. It's basically for his steadfast love endures forever. So you can uh, um, just try it. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. For his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, for his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, for his steadfast love endures forever, and brought Israel out from among them, for his steadfast love endures forever. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea in two, for his steadfast love endures forever, and made Israel pass through the midst of it, for his steadfast love endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, for his steadfast love endures forever. And killed mighty kings, for his steadfast love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his steadfast love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, and his steadfast love endures forever. And gave their land as a heritage for steadfast love endures forever, a heritage to Israel his servant, for his steadfast love endures forever. It is he who remembered us in our low estate, for his steadfast love endures forever, and rescued us from our foes, for his steadfast love endures forever. He who gives food to all flesh, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever is a psalm of thanksgiving as you can tell uh, and every verse this, the second half of the verse is for his steadfast love endures forever so it's really recounting his steadfast love for us throughout the whole thing and really praising God and so the main point of the psalm really is that as we remember the steadfast love of the Lord uh, we are filled with thanksgiving uh, toward him um, and so it begins verses 1 to 3 Give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods for His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords for His steadfast love endures forever. And then it ends by saying in verse 26, Give thanks to the God of heaven for His steadfast love endures forever. So we begin with the proper name of God in verse 1, the Lord in all caps, uh, give thanks to the Lord. And then it tells us that he is the Lord, the God of Israel, uh, is the God of gods, verse 2, and Lord of lords, verse 3. Um, so those are not, in, in, those verses are not acknowledging that the so-called gods of the nations are actual gods or lords. Rather, it's a, it's a, it's a superlative expression saying that God, is, God does not have any equal 
anyone who is his equal. He has no parallel. He's the God of gods, the Lord of lords, worthy of all praise, uh, for his steadfast love endures forever. And then he gives us these great reasons going through the passages. Uh, first, in verses 4 to 9, he tells us about God's steadfast love displayed in his creation. And then verses 10 to 16, his steadfast love displayed in his redemption uh, in Exodus. And then in verses 17 uh, to 22, his steadfast love displayed in the conquest uh, uh, and the giving of the promised land. And so it says in verses 4 to 9, uh, verse 4 is kind of the heading to him who alone does great wonders. It's wonders in creating, uh, and verses 5 to 6 confirm that. To him who by understanding made the heavens, to him who spread out the earth above the water. So he made heaven and earth, meaning he made all creation. He's the one who did those wonders. Uh, similar in verses seven, verse 7 is the heading, uh, to him who made the great lights. And then verse 8 and 9 kind of uh, fall under that, the two great lights. The sun to rule over the day the moon and stars to rule over the night. Day and night, sun and moon, stars, God is the one, the Lord is the one, rather, that created all of these things. And he, and he has demonstrated steadfast love in that, and he is to be praised. We should be filled with thanksgiving for it. And then, uh, even, even though God deserves this thanksgiving and praise from all of creation for what he's done here, uh, more specifically, uh, what he's done to Israel, for Israel, his people is remembered uh, in 10 to 22. First, the Exodus in verses 10 to 16. Uh, to him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. Uh, verse 11, brought Israel out from among them. 12, with a strong hand and an outstretched arm. 13, to him who divided the Red Sea in two. Verse 14, and made Israel pass through the midst of it. 15, but overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. 16, to him who led his people through the wilderness. So it's recounting the major events of the Exodus from the Passover and the striking of the firstborn of Egypt uh, to the splitting of the Red Sea and their redemption from slavery. Uh, and then 17 to 22, follow that pattern and instead talk about the conquest of the promised land, Canaan. Uh, to him who struck down great kings, killed mighty kings, Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan. So the, those are the two kind of the first kings to be conquered as Israel was entering the, con uh, the promised land. And so they kind of become this... Uh, uh, literary trope kind of for remembering who uh, how God delivered uh, uh, the nations to him so they represent all the nations that God delivered um, and he gave their land as a heritage and a heritage to Israel his servant uh, and and this gets summarized uh, this creation and redemption verse 23 to 25 it is he who remembered us in our low estate for his steadfast love endures forever and rescued us from our foes, for his steadfast love endures forever. He who gives food to all flesh, for his steadfast love endures forever. Um, and in the uh, and ultimately, this is fulfilled uh, in what Christ has done for us, remembering us in our lowest state. Uh, in uh, in the Magnificat, uh, Mary remembers that God's people were in low lowest state, uh, and yet God remembered us, um, his people. Uh, we were laid low by sin, uh, by our own rebellion. We were, instead of conquering, conquered and exiled because of our sins, uh, figuratively and literally for is Israel. Uh, and yet God remembered uh, because of his steadfast love, his unchanging love, uh, his 
uh, enduring love, uh, the covenant love that endures through all of those things. And because of that, He rescued us from our foes uh, and He provided for us. And, and we can see how Christ fulfills all of these commands in Romans six seventeen to 18. It says, But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. We were slaves to sin as Israelites were slaves in Egypt. Yet the God who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, uh, he brought Israel out through the Red Sea. He brought us out from our slavery to sin. Um, and likewise, in, similar to the conquest, how he talks about God struck down the great kings. Colossians 1, 13 to 14 says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And then later on in Colossians 2, 15, it says, He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Him. Uh, the nations, the mighty nations that were standing in the way of inheriting the promise that God had given to the Israelites, God struck down and to bring about His kingdom. Uh, and likewise, that's ultimately fulfilled in Christ who strikes down who, uh, and it establishes His kingdoms through His victory in His death and resurrection. Uh, and, and it's because of that we who are laid low are rescued. Uh, and, and when we remember that, we can't help but to be full of thanksgiving for the steadfast love God demonstrated for us. And, and that's why we are exhorted in First Thessalonians 5.18 to give thanks at all times, in all occasions. Uh, in Christ, that's what's appropriate for us. Um, so let's uh, sing another song in response to that, and then we can pray. <laughs> 